Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I give honor to God, the Father, the Son, Jesus, who is the head of my life, and the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about the identity of the born-again believer in Christ, and what, what is it that identifies us? We also talked about the fruit of the Spirit, which is one of the identifiers of the child of God. And I started to talk about what, that we are identified by what we do or what we are known for. But the Father wants us to park here for a little bit and talk about love. Because we did talk about the fruit of the Spirit, and all the fruit of the Spirit is built upon or stems from love. And we need to know that the love of God is a different kind of love. It's past feelings or emotions or opinions about someone. It's based on character, God's character, because God is love, and it's who He is. It's an unconditional or an agape love, which is the highest form of love, and is unconditional. And he's after working that into the hearts of his children to resemble him. That's just another attribute that identifies us as the children of God. Godly character and the motive of the heart. We talked about that too, that the motive of our love must be pure and the motive must always be rooted in the greater good or well-being for people praise god because upon conversion romans 5 5 lets us know that the love of god is poured out in our hearts by the holy spirit the moment that we accept jesus christ into our heart but we have to grow into it like any natural growth, once a baby is born, we have everything that we need. It's been put in our DNA, but we must grow into it. And so we learn how to love like God as we learn to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And by renewing our mind in the word of God in relationship with our Lord about what love really is praise god let's go to luke the 10th chapter and i'll be reading from the king james version today i'm going to start at verse 27 and jesus is talking with uh, certain lawyers and they wanted to test him just to paraphrase it right quick and jesus and, and he said what is jesus asked what is written in the law what is what is your reading of it and the lawyer answered in verse 27. So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So we see in this verse that the love of God 
is to first be vertical, loving God with all, all of our being. And it extends loving ourself. It extends to loving and extends outward, horizontal to our neighbor as we learn to love ourselves. Verse 28, 28, and he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? We have an example of what he's talking about in Luke, the 16th chapter, and verse 15. And it says here, and he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Now, this is what this lawyer was trying. He was justified, and he looked good, and was somebody before men. But all of that is nothing to God, based on the way he wanted to justify himself. So, verse 30, back to verse 10, in Luke, Luke 10. Verse 30, actually, excuse me. Luke 10, verse 30. Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now the priests, for your information, were not allowed to touch a dead, or come near, excuse me, not allowed to come near a dead person, a dead body. And so he passed by on the other side of the road. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Now, both of these men, they passed by on the other side of the road. And the Levite, there, it was for them, they were to take a hands-off approach, hands-off approach in regard to certain people. Verse 33 but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion, praise God. Now, let me tell you something about the Samaritans. First of all, the Jews did not have any dealings with the Samaritans because they were a mixed people. Some, some people call it biracial today. Some people in times past um, call them half-breeds. And they were mixed with, the, the Samaritans were mixed with part Assyrian and part Jew. And so the Jews did not want to have any dealings with um, the Samaritans. As you may recall, and I'm not going to stay here long just to give you an example about Jesus and the woman at the well, and she was a Samaritan, and they were surprised that he was, he didn't, they didn't say anything when they came back, his disciples didn't say anything when they came back and found him talking to her. But it was a surprise. And she was surprised because she was a Samaritan. Here this Jew was, Jesus, talking to her. Verse 24, excuse me, verse 34. I just want to, to give you some things to think about for your hearing in regard to the difference of people and the motive of the heart. Verse 34, so he went to him and bandaged him. This is the Good Samaritan now. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. 
Praise God. Verse 36. Jesus says here, So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. I want us to look at also the, the definition of neighbor. The biblical definition of neighbor goes beyond next door or down the street. It encompasses a wide range known as its helpfulness, its intimacy, its sincerity, and its sanctity, or godliness, goodness, virtue, righteousness, and purity. So it comes down, in short, that whosoever we show mercy and compassion towards, that is our neighbor. Praise God. Let's go to John, the fourth chapter, verse 12. First John, <laughs> chapter 4, verse 12. <laughs> <clears throat> Praise God. So it reads here, it's talking about seeing God through love. It says, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. So we see that by us abiding in the love of God, if God abides in us and we love one another, that's how God's love becomes perfected in us. That's how his love increases and becomes a part of our character. Praise God. Let's go to 1 John again. The third chapter, verses 17 through 18. It says, but whoever has this world's good and sees his brother in need, and shut up his heart from him. How does the love of God abide in him? I think the NASB version or translation says, uh, whoever closes off his heart from them, which is a picture of hardening one's heart towards a person that is in need. How does the love of God dwell in, in, in that type of person when we do that? Verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. It goes beyond saying, I love you, in words. It's in deed and in truth. Praise God. This is where the love of God becomes a part of who we are. It becomes a lifestyle. Well, praise God. I thank you for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I am Sister B, and until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Let them that are thirst come, let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, send all correspondence to Spirit of Life Ministries, P.O. Box 210081, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53221. Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.
Son of the same old same. 